Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fair side. Thank you, Solo D. Welcome to another episode of On the Fin Side here with Kat and Paul. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and on Spotify. Check out our merch store, onthefinside.threadless.com. NFL draft season is here, and we are starting our position-by-position previews. We're going to breeze through a, a couple of these, like running back, wide receiver, and tight end. But a lot of other positions, you know, let's face it, The Dolphins have a lot of needs this year, and quarterback, without question, is one of them. The main question is, are they going to possibly stay pat at 13 and take a player, like a Drew Locke or a Daniel Jones? We hope not. Or are they going to think about jumping up in the draft and taking a look at Dwayne Haskins with uh, Kyler Murray expected to be off the board and going number one to the Arizona Cardinals at the time we're recording this show? So. We'll go down the list. I'll give my top 10 quarterbacks in the entire draft, and there is a lot of depth there in the middle round. So starting out, Paul, as of the most recent reports by everybody, looks like Kyler Murray is going to be the number one pick in the draft. And it seems like a lot of other teams in the NFL are starting to fill those quarterback spots. So it's not out of the realm of possibility right now that Dwayne Haskins falls falls to number 13. It's very unlikely, but not impossible at this time. And I start to get the feeling, too, is it impossible that the Dolphins start to look to trade up and just resolve the quarterback position this year? It's highly possible. I mean, I think if you see Haskins fall into that 9 or 10 range, Miami might make a move to go after him. Uh, if Kyler Murray, for some reason, does slide past the Cardinals and slides down to that 9 or 10 range, or maybe even around 6 or 7, I could see Miami making a move to go up after him. I know we talked about this in our draft show, or our mock draft show. Miami's got a lot of ammunition from next year that they can draw from if they have to. Do I want to see Miami sacrifice a lot of picks? No, but I think they've also got the opportunity to reaccumulate those picks. We saw how fast they've added draft picks this offseason. They've got the ability to to do a lot of special things in this draft. So if Haskins or Murray fall, absolutely go up and get them. Yeah, if, like you said, if if Murray falls to pick six or seven, then that could be a, a possibility. In fact, I think they're going to be really trying to move up to get him. At this point, like we've talked about, it looks like he's going to go number one, and it's it seems like a combination of a couple of things. I mean. We're at a point now where the height doesn't matter as much with NFL quarterbacks. You know, Baker Mayfield was six foot last year. Also came out of Oklahoma, too. Russell Wilson's been obviously one of the best quarterbacks in the league, has the most touchdowns over the last two years. And so it, when you look at that, when you when you take into account everything, it looks like he's going to be Cliff Kingsbury's guy. He's the number one quarterback on my board. I mean, when when you look at it, and you see the numbers he put up last year, 50 passing touchdowns, over 1,000 yards rushing, and 
just an just an or excuse me, 42 touchdowns last year and over a thousand yards rushing, and over 4,300 yards passing too. Just an incredible year. Won the Heisman Trophy, very very well deserved, and he looks like he is going to go number one. Dwayne Haskins is my number two quarterback by a very wide margin too. What I like about him too is is that even though he's not the greatest at sensing pressure at this time. He's such a hard worker, and the the IQ level seems so high at this point. It doesn't seem like he makes the same mistake back-to-back. Um, so I, I see him being somebody who, as long as he can avoid pressure long enough to get the ball out quickly, then I see the arm strength and being able to carry him. I like his touch. I like his anticipation. I, I do see him – and. I do see him ending up going well before the Dolphins and the Dolphins addressing the quarterback position in 20 and 2021. Third and fourth for me are going to be just like a lot of other people, Drew Locke and Daniel Jones. Drew Locke, I, again, I'm a Mizzou fan. Uh, you know, I, I've seen every pass this guy has made. He has a lot of arm, but right now his feet and his, his anticipation right now are not there. He needs to go to a team that's going to let him sit on the bench for a year, Paul, and let him season a little bit. Because I think if the Dolphins do end up taking him at 13, which I don't anticipate, it's not a place for, for a rebuilding team. No, and he's he's not a quarterback that you want to see behind a line that's going to be young and learning. He's not, to me, athletic enough. And on top of that, watching the tape of him – he has a lot of passes where you're like, who the hell was he even throwing to? And that's within 10 yards of line of scrimmage. Miami's got an offense that that's going to be built around a lot of quick hits, but also a little bit of over the top that's, that's developed off of those quick hits. They've got the personnel for that. And he's just not a fit. And, and on top of that, like you said, you're a Mizzou fan. I kind of know and trust you. I, I have no problem going against you on things if, if they fall that way or what have you. But I'd go so far as to say Drew Locke needs to sit for two or three years before he's ready to be an NFL starter. And and that's not a position that Miami's in at this point, to wait for a guy for two or three years. They don't have Fitzpatrick that long. No. Yeah, I mean, if if he stepped into a Pat Mahomes-like situation with Kansas City where you have a really good coach that's very skilled in developing quarterbacks like Andy Reid was – and you have Alex Smith ahead of you, and you've got these skill positions around you, and you've got the offensive line, I think Drew Locke could step in in, his, in maybe even his first year, at very least his second year, and do it. But I, I don't want that place to be Miami. And if you get Drew Locke in here and he predictably struggles, I don't really see the point because you're going to want to draft you know, a quarterback like Tua or Jake Fromm or any of these quarterbacks next year, and then I'm going to start saying, well, what's the point of that the previous year? You could have drafted a position that helps this 2020 quarterback. So he is my number three quarterback, despite all that I've seen. Me personally, I would have more of a mid-second round grade on him, but he's going to get pushed up the board. It wouldn't surprise me if he ends up going in the top 10 or 11 picks, and I think he will be gone by the time the Dolphins pick at 13. Number four on my board is, and it's pretty log jam for me between the fourth quarterback and maybe all the way down to the end of the list here at 10, because I'm not all that high on Daniel Jones out of Duke. I mean, there are whispers, Paul, that the Giants very well may take him 
at number 17 with they pick that they took or that they got from Odell Beckham. I can tell you this, in any scenario, if Daniel Jones ended up going number 13 to the Dolphins, my remote is going through the TV, it's going off. I, I may just cancel the entire day at, at that point. Yeah, I'm going to tell our listeners everything that they need to know about the idea of drafting Daniel Jones 13th overall. No. Uh, round two, pick 16? No. It, it's I just do not want him in Miami. And it's funny you mentioned the Giants because while we're sitting here talking about Drew Locke, all I could think was, you know, I could see the Giants falling in love with Drew Locke to be the Eli replacement at number seven overall. So I wouldn't be shocked to see one of these first two picks for the Giants be that, um, or to see the Giants make a move up the board to go after Haskins or Murray. They, they're they the ones that are going to keep Miami from getting Haskins or Murray at this point. Yeah. And like you said, at number, at number six, there is not out of the realm of possibilities with how quarterbacks get pushed up. In fact, uh, Peter Schrager from, I believe NFL.com, uh, had him mocked six to the Giants, so it's not out of the realm of possibility there. I think they, ha- I, I don't think the Giants can get out of this first round without having a quarterback in some way. But I think Daniel Jones is the wrong way to go. But with all this talk too, I mean, strange, stranger things happen with quarterbacks. I mean, just last year, Mason Rudolph was pro- projected by some people to go mid first round to the Baltimore Ravens. And he ends up falling late to the third round. Austin Webb, uh, no, excuse me, Davis Webb a couple of years ago out of California Davis was kind of that same way. So if Mason Rudolph can fall late to the third round, Daniel Jones can too. So it's he's going to be one of the real enigmas of this draft. So I, I do have him barely as the fourth quarterback on my list here. Number five is Ryan Finley out of NC State for me. 6'4", 210. He's a transfer from Boise State. And he's not he, – nothing about him really jumps off the page, and he's going to be an older rookie. He's going to be 25 years old. But he's somebody I think gets the ball out very well. He spreads it around, uh, more that cerebral type of player. And if the Dolphins can end up looking at him, say in that fourth round area, and he comes in – he gets a chance at some point with Ryan Fitzpatrick as your starting quarterback to to play. I could see him, the, the Dolphins, looking at him and saying, you know what, this is somebody that maybe we can win a few games with over the next three or four years. He's not going to be our starter, but he could end up being that backup type where you can still put him in and win if that's the case. Number six is going to be a player that, Paul, I know you and I like a lot. We covered this in our mock draft section. Easton Stick out of North Dakota State. Over the last two years, 46 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. I really do like his mobility. He's not the biggest guy. He doesn't have the strongest arm. But in terms of his mobility and just pure mechanics and spinning the ball, I think this guy brings a lot to the table. And it's kind of unpredictable where he's going to go between round you know, three or four and six or seven. No, and he could even go undrafted like we talked about as well. I mean, it's that big of an enigma with him. And the thing I like with Stick, given his athleticism, given the way that Miami's built offensively at this point in time and the personnel that they have, Albert Wilson, Jakeem Grant, Kenny Stills, 
he is a very good fit for that quick hit offense that goes over the top on occasion once they've lured you in. And, and, and that is what Miami has built up for. So Easton Sticks almost the better fit for this offense than, than the three guys you've got listed above him. Yeah. Let's move on to the seventh guy here. Uh, Jarrett Stidham out of Auburn. He is somebody that I thought at this point in the process would be considered a first or a second round draft pick, but he's not. He, he had a pretty bad year last year. He was, he's a transfer from Baylor in 2015, but I do think height and arm in terms of that, he, he brings a lot to the table. I think there's some developmental skills on there and, and he could possibly be a very good player there in the fourth or a fifth round. I, I just don't see the stability that I see with Orion Finley. That's why I've got him listed a little bit lower. Number eight is, is somebody, if you, if you watch any football on Saturday, you know very well, and that's Will Greer out of West Virginia. I mean, his numbers are very, very good. I mean, 34 touchdowns in 2017 – 37 touchdowns in 2018 for a West Virginia team. That's all a lot of very good competition. He went to the combine, and it wasn't very good news for him. He tried to really overcompensate for that arm strength, and it just did not work out for him. He's he's never going to be somebody who just rocks back and throws the ball 50 yards. What you're hoping to get is kind of those X-factor type of plays and type of games where you can get a very clutch player. But that doesn't mean that he's going to go anywhere higher for me than the fourth round but you never know where some of these quarterbacks can go number nine is one of the more interesting guys in this class and that's Tyree Jackson from the University of Buffalo I mean you want to talk about somebody who's all developmental tools you're going to be foaming at the mouth for this guy six seven 250 pounds when he was in high school he took a very bad high school team uh, to I, I believe it was a state championship. Don't quote me on that, but he elevated his high school team. He took a Buffalo program that not a lot of people have heard of. He elevated them too, and then he goes to the combine and he interviews well. He performs well. So think of him as kind of a, a miniature version of, uh, or, or excuse me, a poor man's version of Cam Newton. He does bring those skills to the table. Finally, number ten, Gardner Minshew from Washington State. He's a transfer from East Carolina. He got hooked up with Mike Leach in that air raid type of offense this past year at Washington State. Put up just crazy numbers. Put up almost 4,800 yards passing, 38 touchdowns, just nine interceptions. He kind of has that cerebral backup type, type of look to him. I could see the Dolphins taking a look at him there in rounds five through seven. Paul, anything uh, on this list here, the one through ten, anything jump out for you? You know, I actually thought you were going to let Minshew slide off your list, and I was going to slip in here and mention his name again like I did earlier this offseason because I do like the tremendous upside of him. And the the big thing I'd say, too, is I like a lot of the the late guys in your list a lot more than I do the three through five guys. Uh, It's – the three through five guys don't strike me as somebody that's going to come in and be special for Miami and don't seem to have the potential upside that, that we see through some of the late guys on your list, like Minshew, like Tyree Jackson, like, you know, uh, Easton stick and, and Will Greer. Those are guys that have that tremendous upside. And, and, you know, I think I mentioned this to you off the air. I'd rather see Miami at this point, double down 
uh, on two of these guys in the late rounds and see what shakes out of the mix, then I would see Miami blow a, an early round pick on a Drew Locke or a Daniel Jones. That just speaks horrific volumes to me going after either of them when I don't see them being anything special as a starter, at least not in the immediate future. So I'd rather see the tremendous upside and potential from some of these late round guys that I think could surprise a few people. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, if if you're coming away with Drew Locke in the first round or Daniel Jones in the first round, that's not value to me. And if you're drafting any of these players, any of these quarterbacks listed five through ten, the Ryan Finleys and the Will Greers and the Easton Sticks, then I, I don't think the value is there in the second or third round. But if you double down with a fifth-round pick and one of the seventh-round picks, then you may end up coming away with a Ryan Finley and an Easton Stick anyway. So the, the more bullets you have in the chamber, the more opportunities you have at the quarterback position. It lo- it's looking more and more like the Dolphins are either going to trade up for Dwayne Haskins, which I don't think is going to happen, but it's a possibility, or their quarterback's going to be taken in the 2020 or 2021 draft. You are listening to On the Fin Side and our breakdown of our first position here in the NFL draft season, the quarterback position, the one everybody wants to talk about. Tell us what you think. Leave some comments in our YouTube section. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and on Spotify. Check out our merch store on thefinside.threadless.com. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the fin side. So we'll D, take us home. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fin side. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fin side. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.